I've had the privilege of being in and around banking for more than 50 years. Lots of changes during that time. We've gone from ledgers to laptops, typewriters to technology. One thing, however, remains the same. Banking is a people business, and I'll be talking with those people that make banking great here on Jack Rats with Modern Bankers. It is Thursday. Hello, Bryn. Hello, Jack. Thrilled to be here with you today talking about this very important topic. Yeah, it's a great topic, you know, and it's timely because this time of year, the young kids, you know, their parents are listening. Are they naughty or nice? On the 24th, they're going to be trying to listen for Santa on the roof. Um, but every day of the year, we should be doing some social listening. And today, we're going to talk about how bankers should be using social listening in 2024. And we have a goodly number of things to talk about. So let's get started. One of the things that, that you've really taught me over the years is how to identify customer needs and concerns. And this is all based on what they're saying. So things like public posts and quotes and, and other things that are going on. This is a great social listening tool. It is. And, um, you know, identifying customer needs and, and concerns based on what they're putting out there is a really powerful way to get started in, in social listening. Um, and I probably jumped slightly ahead on that um, in my excitement. Um, but generally, you know, social listening is critical. It is how we identify the needs of our prospects, of our clients, of what's going on in the industry, what's going on with our, our um, colleagues at other banks and institutions. And if we are not socially listening, we're losing out on really good information that can help us in outreach. It can help us in deepening relationships. It can help us in customer retention as well as attraction. Um, and ultimately, you know, you could know every banking product and, and offer out there inside and out. But if we can't bridge this to what our customers need, that knowledge is going unleveraged. And it, and it happens way, way too often. So one of the things that bankers might say now is, well, okay, this sounds really good, but how do I know? How do I find out? Well, one way to do that is to follow some folks. And I, I love, I'll tell you three that I love to follow. <clears throat> one is a great bank out West called Umqua Bank. Every year they do a tremendous small business survey and I just got mine for 2024. And there's some really good revealing information there. The second is South State Bank Correspondent Division uh, and my good friend, Chris Nichols. Every week, Chris, Chris and, and uh, the folks at um, uh, South State Bank put out some amazing, uh, amazing content that's real practical and very actionable. Those are the kind of things Plus, people like Vertical IQ, um, RelPro. And I'll add one more that, that a lot of people don't know, but they should, and that's Bill Fink. Bill is a very senior banker at TD Bank in North America, and he is on podcasts. 
and he publishes lots of good industry information. So one way to socially listen, Bryn, is to follow companies and also to track industry trends. And that's one thing that I think you do really, really well. So I think this is so important. And there are lots of ways to do this. You could use hashtags to check out what's going on. For example, if you wanted to track banking trends, hashtag banking industry is, is one of the largest followed and used hashtags on LinkedIn. So there are lots of things, but I would say it's more than just your your banking insights. It's you know, do you, is your prospect in manufacturing? Are you looking up their industry insights? What's going on for them? Is there a logistics issue? Is there a cash flow issue? Is there industry? What's going on in the manufacturing industry? One step further, if you sell to manufacturing that that sells into automotive, now you want to look at what are the trends in automotive because that your manufacturing clients will care about. So what's going on? And having this information, whether you're sharing it on LinkedIn or you're using it to start conversations with folks, um, you're reaching out with insights. If you understand their industry and you understand their client's industry, or you've at least attempted to truly get it, you're going to be the banker they want to work with. Most every banker understands lines of credit. Most every banker understands treasury services. What's going to set you apart is that you've taken the time to socially listen to what's happening in their industry and their customers' industry. And let's let's take this a, a little deeper too. I get a lot of bankers when we do these programs. They'll message me or pick up the phone and they'll say, "You know, all this stuff sounds really, really good, but I don't want to come off as an expert in the industry. I don't know everything about the industry, and I don't know all the things that are going on in their industry." What I always tell them is. Let's take a step back from this and look at things like marketing. What are they doing there? Strategic planning, um, great. hiring great people. And for me, one of the companies that I follow is Gallup because Gallup does a tremendous job with research. And then they take that research and make it very actionable. And I share quite a lot of that. If you would follow companies like a Gallup, like um, McKinsey, like other companies like that, you would not only be able to take that to a particular industry, but you could take it to all industries because it's such generic uh, kind of content. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you and I were, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm actually going to jump ahead because it seems to um, meld into what you were just talking about. So if they say, you know, you've got these this industry content and they're the expert in manufacturing, not you, this is a fabulous opportunity to share this content and then ask them for their thoughts around it. Mm. Ask them for their perspective. So now, and so there's like the, the um, passive social listening, which is what we've been talking about, finding what's out there. And there's the active social listening, which is asking them, you know, poll, and we'll get to polls and interviews and other things. But if you're like, I've got this great 
content on the state of automotive parts manufacturing. And you know, and they know you're not the expert there, but you can share it with them or you could post it and share it with them or even just privately share it with them and say, hey, I came across this article. I'm really fascinated. I work with lots of people in this industry and I'd love to hear your thoughts on what's coming down the pike. And now you're not showing off or trying to prove you're actually learning. So you're actively social listening to their response as well. Yeah, that, that's a really good one. And I, I, I like the distinction of proactive versus reactive. And we're going to talk about uh, some more proactive as we go forward. A couple of weeks ago, you and I were working with, uh, with a bank uh, and they do a lot of community events. And so one of the things you can do from a social listening perspective, not necessarily for specific trends or whatever, but to look at various companies that you want to do business with and see how they are engaged in community events or uh, different kinds of community content, for example. Yeah, I mean, that's a great one. And, and certainly on LinkedIn, you can find events, but social listening is not limited to LinkedIn, right? Go to your chamber of commerce. Look at not only what events are happening, who are the speakers? Um, who are they attracting? Um, you could look at who are the sponsors of these events, right? These are folks that are giving back to the community, um, that, you know, there are opportunities there to have conversations around their big heart and their sponsorships. So all of these events are huge. You know, I had one client, this was quite a few years ago, it was actually pre-pandemic, but uh, was a banker who really, and it was before LinkedIn had any events as an option, they were going to meetup.com and Eventbrite. And they were looking for community events. If they could attend, they would attend. Otherwise, they might help them. They would post the event. Sorry, I can't make this, but this looks like a great event for any of my network. And they would mention the Chamber of Commerce and any of the speakers, right? And so they would use those events in, in, in the engaging and sharing side. But the social listening side of this is, boy, I see that this local um, chiropractor is sponsoring a lot of these local events that they're growing their business. They obviously have some kind of capital that they're investing in growing their business. There's a good chance they might be outgrowing their bank right now, right? So those things that you start to connect the dots on are are huge right and social listening at the event maybe a chamber has a um, new member event so we had a chamber that twice a year had a new member event these are people that have decided to you know small companies in the community that have decided they want to join the chamber to start expanding their business these are people that whether they're ready to switch banks now or not are people that are investing in their business. And that's just small ways to look at those events from a social listening perspective. Well, I love that. Let me expand on that a little bit. I'll tell you a quick story. 
um, worked with a bank up in the Northeast for a long, long time, 18 or 19 years. And so I made a few joint calls with them. And, and one of the things that I always would ask if the banker you know, needed a break would be things like, well, how do you stay current with trends and best practices in your industry? So it's actually physical listening, I guess. Right. And so the person would say to me, well, I do this organization or I work with this organization. And one time they said, well, I, I, I'm the president of XYZ Association, uh, an industry that the a vertical industry the bank wanted to get involved in. So banker takes the call back and says, well, how, how would someone like me get involved in something like that? And bottom line is she's now the treasurer of this particular organization. And it's an organization, a vertical that the bank wants to be involved in. And here's the other cool thing. No other banks are there. So she has the room basically to herself. So you could use that social listening to look at different events and different organizations in your community that you say, I really want to get involved in that industry. That's a really, really good way to do it. Well, Bryn, whatever you do from a physical or a social listening perspective, one of the things that you talk about is when you do communicate, personalize this communication. This whole idea around making it personal is critical. Oh, I could not agree with that more. And, you know, you say it's something I talk about, but hands down, Jack, this has always been your philosophy, whether you're handwriting notes that you're, you're sending out to people, physical notes. I, I don't know anyone that makes communication more personal than you do. And, and that is really why you have uh, grown such an incredible, and I'm not even going to say following, but immense relationships. People that will say to me, oh my gosh, you are the luckiest person in the world that you get to work with Jack Hubbard. Why? Because you personalize communication right? It's, it's amazing. And, and by the way, I agree with them. So, so what, why is this important? When you are social listening, um, there is that reach out, right? So we started talking about um, your perspective on uh, a, a article or your perspective on a poll, or I'd like your thoughts. Now, if I just send a mass message that says, hey, I just put out a poll. Could you please vote on it? I might get some people. But if I send it out, let's say a little video message and I say, hey, Jack, I hope you're doing well. Just put out a poll specifically for sales uh, train, you know, sales experts and trainers. I, I would as some as someone that has followed your career for the last, well, 50 years, I was, you know, <laughs> very, very old, Bryn. I'm just very, very old. Yeah, for some for the last 15 years, which is more accurate. Um, you know, I you know, I, I your um your insights, especially around personalization, right? Or especially around power prospecting. You're like, oh, that is clearly personalized for me, right? Now I'm sending this out. Now you're like, okay, wait, how is that social listening? Well, I'm asking your perspective on something. So I am now actively asking for information that will help me understand your perspective, your thoughts, your priorities, whatever that might be. 
but I'm asking you, Jack Hubbard, not all the sales trainers in my entire network, right? Like I have really personalized this. What happens is you get really good answers. There's this, I, I, I typically don't use this, but that law of reciprocation, but when someone is really kind to you, when someone has made you matter, you automatically matter to them. And so their response is going to be thoughtful. You're going to get more people that vote on that poll or give you their perspective on the manufacturing article and trends. And you, you start to build a stronger rapport leading to real relationships. And as bankers, that is what we need. We, we really need that personalization. So that was a long way around how important this point is. Yeah, I'll just add one other quick thing. When you go on to your LinkedIn feed and you happen to see something that is really powerful. I saw a bank in the Northeast. It's about a billion and a half dollars. And they just promoted several folks to, um, uh, to senior vice president. There was a nice picture there. And I commented to the president uh, and, and on the, uh, on the, on the uh, photo, how wonderful it was to see the diversity and how they're promoting women um, and congratulations, et cetera, et cetera. So he reached out to me and said, hey, I'd love to connect with you. I did. And as a follow-up, I said, you know, based on what I saw in that photo, this, this article that I just published about resource management by, might be of interest. I sent it to him in a message one-on-one. -on -one. He re reached back out to me and said, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Would you be open to a conversation? Now, I wasn't trying to be salesy, Bryn, but it was just that few events that I was proactive around and 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 watched watched what go went on in that bank from a community perspective. It really helped. I love what you have up here now. Ring the bell of prospects, clients, and accounts. Yeah. So most people don't realize that you have the ability to go beyond just connecting with someone. You can proactively ring their bell, both for people and for companies. And so that when the, they share content, it actually goes into our notifications, not just our newsfeed where it kind of gets, you know, falls out on the wayside if you're not there. Your notifications are there until you choose to delete them, right? So if I want to keep in touch with all of the things that my prospects are saying or sharing, ringing the bell is one of the most efficient ways to do this. Now, if you are a first degree connection, you will automatically see the bell. But you might have a lot of prospects that are not first degree connections yet. But if you go ahead and follow them, the bell will appear and then you can click on that bell. Now you have triggers to start to learn, right? What they're triggers for social listening, but they're also triggers for starting conversations. Um, and so I would say make, make sure you have connected with all of your clients and you ring the bells of the ones that you want to engage. They're not all sharing content 10 times a day. You're not gonna get flooded with notifications. But when they do, it's important to them. And that's why we need to be um, notified what is important to them. I might learn something that has nothing to do with banking, 
Maybe they had a grandchild and they posted it. Uh, maybe they, whatever, there could have been, there could be a lot of things that can help me learn about my prospect that may not even be solely around business that can help me build that rapport as well. It's outstanding. Uh, we have several more, but I'd like to, I'd like to stop just for a second and talk about, um, a, a very exciting workshop that we're going to be doing um, next year. It's a public workshop for bankers. It's going to be six weeks plus a bonus week. Um, and Bryn, I'm really, really excited about this because it really gives us an opportunity to help bankers see the power of integrating LinkedIn into sales in 2024. You, you've done these so many times. Talk about some of the content that we're going to have there. Yeah, we are really excited because, you know, we've done this many times, but so much on LinkedIn has changed in the last year that this is going to be the most up-to-date training available anywhere because it'll be live in the moment. So um, we're going to talk about how do you update your profile in a way that gets your targeted prospects interested in having a conversation with you, right? Because right now, most of our profiles, bankers, it's resume driven, but we are going to really create you as the banking expert, the thought leader in banking and show up as a resource where your profile is actually bringing value to your audience. We're going to talk about the content trifecta, the engaging, curating, and creating content. And bankers, don't worry. We're not going to have you writing tons of content. But things like polls are really important, and that's original content. We're going to talk about nurturing our network. Jack, we found out through a study the average person um, – 10% of the average person's connection, the average salesperson's connections are people that we want to have conversations with. And so some folks will say 10%. Well, yeah, you may not want to talk to 90%, but do you have a thousand connections? That would be a hundred people. Do you have 5,000 connections? Because that would be 500 people. So we're going to talk about how do you take inventory and identify who have you been ignoring that we should be engaging and we're going to give you great personalized communication opportunities to, um, uh, you know, to start and restart some of those conversations. So that's pretty exciting. And we're going to do, which is my favorite, which is warm market prospecting. This is about leveraging the clients that know, love and trust us to see who they know that we want to meet. How do we build strong relationships with our clients, other trusted advisors that can become wonderful referral partners? How do we leverage all of that? I, I am so excited. Then we're going to have um, a, a, a sales navigator uh, program that it's really kind of getting started with sales navigator um, but for folks that are new to it or have it and haven't really leveraged it or exploring it, this is a great session. 
we're also going to have a session that we're calling a day in the life. And this is something we have not done in our public classes before. So I'm really excited about this. This is literally putting together and helping you bankers put together. What do I do on a daily and weekly um, process? Like, what do I do? And this is one of the biggest questions. Like, this was amazing content. Where do I start? When I come in in the morning, what's the first thing I should do? So we are going to go through and we'll have a playbook around this for the a day in the life of... Um, of a, a, a LinkedIn banker or banker leveraging LinkedIn. So we're very excited about that. And you're going to get our coaching. And we do have one really deep dive coaching in the, the program. But um, you get, are we doing three months, Jeff? Three months, 90 days of uh, live coaching every week for 90 days. Every two days. Now we said it out loud, we can't change our minds. So like... <laughs> So yeah, like, so once a week for three months, I think that's the math, you can come in and you have access. Sometimes it's Jack and myself, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's Jack, but you every single week, at least one of us is there helping guide you personally. And Jack, tell one of the stories about one of our clients that um, he was on, that's just like two or three coaching calls and he ended up closing a huge deal. Huge deal, millions of dollars in uh, in loans and deposits as a result of something that he learned on our coaching. Then he went back because he's using our training and looked at it again and was uh, messaged one of his former clients and reactivated it and turned out to generate the entire uh, relationship. $197, Brent. The, the, this is a great, great offer uh, for all of this uh, program. And you get Brent who is uh, one of the 2023 sales influencers for LinkedIn. Um, I'll be there too, uh, kind of uh, guiding the way. And uh, we're very, very excited about it. So uh, it's themodernbanker.com slash list. And you can, uh, you can- uh, Or scan the QR code if you watch. Um, so this is a waiting list. We uh, I probably, um, well, by the time, if you are listening to this on podcast, it's probably live. Um, it's, you know, but uh, if you are listening now live, um, it just go to the modernbanker.com slash list. We'll add you to the list. And if it is live and you get added to the list, we will immediately send you a link. Yeah, to- for sure. And, and message as, as we go back to, uh, to uh, the last few things we want to talk about with uh, starting with an oldie but goodie uh, Google alerts. Um, I would just say that um, if you message Bryn or I, uh, if you're connected at the first degree, message us. We'll be happy to add you to the list. We've got some marketing going out pretty soon and the landing page created. And uh, we'll be very, very excited to uh, to have you. So let's go back, Bryn. We were talking about social listening together uh, today. And just a couple more. One is one that I've used for a long, long time, and that's Google Alerts. Uh, and it's still popular. Oh, I love Google Alerts and nothing beats it. There's nothing out there yet, in my opinion, uh, that beats Google Alerts. So what is it? You go, first of all, you go to google.com slash alerts and you put in the names of your clients. You put in and, and, uh, company names. You could put in people name. You're not going to get a whole lot on people, but the, com- the company names. 
of your prospects, of your clients, of the Chamber of Commerce, of the associations that you're part of. Uh, you know, Jack mentioned the industry associations. Put all of that in and say one email a day. That's it, because otherwise you'll be overwhelmed. But you can set it to one email a day. And if you want to talk about incredible social listening, this is unbelievable. I'm going to throw in a quick thing that I have been doing that has been great. If I get a long article, an industry article, let's say. So, um, you know, we obviously bank. So I get an article that's on, you know, the state of, of um, credit unions for 2024. And it's a long article. And I'm going to read it, but I want to know now what is the time. I will either copy, it depends, I will copy the link because I have ChatGPT4, but if you're not paying, just copy the text in the article, go into ChatGPT and say, give me the top uh, tips from this article, paste and enter, and it will tell you the top things, the top trends, the top in that article and you can kind of glance at it in 15 seconds and get some of those. And now you go, oh, here are some things I really would love to go a deeper dive on. And so now that becomes relevant. But that, I've been doing that from Google Alerts. When these articles come up, I might get eight or 10 articles in a day. Which ones do I really wanna read? And that's been helping me. Wow, what a great tip. I love that. Here's another thing I think that bankers don't do as well, and they and they could do a better job from a social listening perspective, exploring company websites. And I'll add one more thing to that, Bryn, exploring company pages on LinkedIn. There's about 30 million of them. And one of the things I'll do from a banking perspective, because we work with banks, is I'll go right to the bank company page, and I want to see who I'm connected to there, how many employees they have, look at hiring trends, look at a variety, are they posting a lot? This is a really powerful, powerful way to socially listen. Love it. Awesome. The next one is one of my favorites. If you really, I mean, I'll let you introduce it, but then I can't wait to talk about it. You want to talk about polls? I was going to do hiring, hiring trends. Oh, I love hiring trends. So you open it and then I'll jump in. Well, on the company page, it will show you if the company is hiring or they're not hiring. This gets a little deeper on Sales Navigator, but this is a really powerful social uh, listening tool, especially from a banking perspective. If, if, the, if the company is hiring, that means they're growing. And that means maybe I want to at least get in contact. Yeah, I love to see. So there's a few things. So LinkedIn, the company page, if you have any kind of premium, you can actually see the trends of, of what they're hiring. And in Sales Navigator, it's amazing how deep you can go. You can go by departments and who's hiring and who's laying off and, and all those fun things. But you know, you can simply go to their website and they usually have a career page. And you can take a look at where are they expanding so we had one banker a couple of years back that took advantage of this and they went in and they were hiring a CFO at the bank. Well, now 
uh, not the bank, at the company, sorry. The, ba the, the banker, the company, the prospect was hiring a CFO. Well, don't you know that that banker knew a ton of CFOs and started reaching out to all of his CFOs and said, hey, there is an opportunity at a local company. Um, I, I'm reaching out to my CFOs to the, if they know of anyone that might be interested in that role. One of his old prospects that never turned into a client ended up applying for the CFO role got the role and guess who became his banker now it doesn't always work that way but social listening will open up hiring trends can open up huge opportunities the other thing is keep in mind when they hire even if you don't get involved the way he did keep in mind they're going to have a new cfo and then when they you find that CFO, go look at where they left because that company's going to have a new CFO too, right? And so absolutely in LinkedIn, we can look at job changes, right? Career changes, but we can proactively look at what company trends are happening and use that social listening to open up opportunities. That's great. Well, we've got a couple of more minutes. Let's talk about polls. I'm doing some polls now uh, for my Jack Rants 30. I've got three polls going. And, you know, I've got 100 votes in each, but I can get more votes if I socially listen in a proactive kind of way. Talk about polls as it relates to social listening. Yeah. So a poll, first of all, is an incredible social listening tool. We are asking a question and getting answers, right? There's no better way to get information than asking exactly what it is you're looking for. Now, you can't make this over salesy. So we had one banker, I found this to be amusing. If you're listening, hello, you know who you are, who, um, who wanted to say, what is your number one banking concern for 2024? You know, is it um, interest rates? Is it, it, it was all banking related. And I went, who's going to answer that? Who really are they really thinking about? So that's when we did a deeper dive into the, the industry. Uh, and we made sure that it was more about the industry that, that she was going after than it was the... Um, the banking discovery questions that they were looking for. So we ended up with, um, where do you see uh, the biggest bottleneck in the business in 2024? Mm -hmm. I think the, and it might be a little off, but you'll get the point, right? So the first one was um, being cash flow to fulfill orders on time. It might have been something like that. Number two, logistics in getting products out fast enough. So there were, so it all leads back to where banking can help, but we're not leading with banking. So the polls that really work, there's still discovery, there's still social listening. We're learning from our prospects what their priorities are. But it's not about 
banking, even though banking can help solve those problems. So we want to make sure that when we are putting out a poll, that it's a poll they want to vote on. It's a poll that matters to them. So now to answer your question after that very long way around, um, at the bottom of the poll or any piece of content, there is a little paper airplane. And you can click on that paper airplane and you can send a poll individually to someone that you'd like to vote. Now, you can do up to 50 people at a time. It is a little less personal. Um, so, you know, we talked about hyper personalization, but I'll say if these are people I'm having conversations with often, I'm okay with this, right? So maybe I send out a poll and say, um, just put out a poll for local Chicago business leaders. I truly appreciate your one click vote, right? And so I can send that to 50 people blind copied at a time. Again, if you send that personal video message, your success rate is going to go through the roof. But you can do this, particularly if you know them. Don't send something generic like that to someone that doesn't know you at all yet. But, you know, if I send something like that to Jack, he's not going to be like, oh, she didn't put in my name. Right. So just make sure you know the relationship that you have with the people you're doing this. But you can now send this to 50 people at a time and ask for their vote. You are the only one who will see who votes and what they vote on, but the you know the world gets to see the percentages of the of the vote, and it's a great social listening tool to learn what the priorities are of your prospects. And I know I just keep ranting. <laughs> so. That's great, and and you can turn that into social proactivity. You can turn it. You can take that poll. You can write a brief summary of the poll and you can put it out to the people who voted first and then put it onto social media. You can file save as a PDF and you can email that. There's a lot of things that you can do with a poll. And to Bryn's point, you're the only one who knows. And you could use this for social proactivity. Let's say that the answer is 54% uh, said uh, cash flow based to help me grow my inventory or whatever the case might be. You know who they are. And if they're if they're concerned about that, there might be a way for you in a non-salesy way to say, hey, you thank you for answering my poll. I found an article about five ways to help your cash flow in 2024. I thought that might be of interest. That's a dialogue that we that we have going. It's really powerful. I, I, I love that. We have one more, Jack, one more, which is interview your clients and prospects. Oh, this is this is so amazing. This is fairly new in my world, but it's it's a, it's a way for you to socially listen in more of a one-on-one -on -one way, Bryn. You've done this and you know how powerful it is. Yeah, and there's lots of different kinds of interviews, right? We can have we right now, we are live, right? We're, even if you're listening to us in replay, it's being recorded uh as we are streaming live, right? So there's, you know, that live interview. In my opinion, this is one of the easiest ways to interview someone. But some folks are like, well, I don't know if I want to go live. What if I hiccup in the middle of it, right? Whatever. So you can do on Zoom. You can get on Zoom or Teams or whatever your bank is using and re record a conversation. Now, you can say, hey, I'm going to use a quote from you. I'm going to Put together a blog and i'll you know i'll add a quote in there you don't have to use the video i love using the video 
But in today's world, and I might be going a uh, step beyond, but we're loving ChatGPT. Banks, open up a little bit. Just, just think about some of the ways that you guys can use this. Just have really good compliance and in place and make sure your um, policy and handbook is updated. But you can take the transcript now from the interview and create an entire blog post by pasting it into ChatGPT and say, write a blog post. You right? like, we can have an enormous amount of content and we are going to learn from our prospects and our clients from these interviews. So it's their social listening, but there's so many more benefits that come out of these interviews. And watch for more of this from the Modern Banker in 2024, because you may see this again in a different, uh, a little bit different way. Well, Bryn, any final comments on social listening before we wrap this up? Yeah, and I think I'm just going to, my comment on the your last comment is, if you like the idea of the interview for many, many, many reasons, reach out to Jack or myself, because we have some ideas for you. Um, that we're, we're excited as we roll some things out, but we've got some great ideas on how you can leverage those interviews in many ways. All right, Jack, last thing on social um, listening is, this is so important. We can't skip this step if in fact, we really wanna be the relationship driven banker. Anyone can reach out on LinkedIn. Anyone can be transactional. We have all been victims of the connect and pitch where it's not personal. And it's not personal if you say, hey, I checked out your profile and was really impressed. That is not personal, right? I checked out your profile and I see that you worked at ABC company. I worked with them years ago. Do you know Jeff? That's personal, hmm. right? Like, uh, right. And, and so, so social listening can hyper-personalize our communication. It can allow us to truly see what matters to our prospects uh, and at the end of the day, Jack, social listening is really what will set us apart in the conversations that we have with our clients and prospects. And when I teach, I always say you listen to talk or you listen to understand. Social listening is the same way. If you find something on social and you talk about your bank right away, it's over. But if you listen and understand and start a dialogue, you're going to be in really good shape. This was a fun program today, Bryn. I look forward to these every Thursday. And this was uh, this was a great one. This was fun. It's always fun with you. This is what I, I am blessed, seriously, to have you as my partner. And I enjoy every minute. I enjoy every minute. So. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, Bryn. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Jack Rants with Bryn, brought to you by our good friends at Vertical IQ and RelPro. We're live on LinkedIn every Thursday at noon Eastern time, helping bankers turn connections into conversations. Don't miss an episode. Visit themodernbanker.com slash TMB podcast. Leave us a review if you would. You can also listen to this program and the new Jack Rants with Modern Bankers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. We're on YouTube as well. Subscribe at youtube.com slash at The Modern Banker. Finally, don't forget, make today and every day a great client day.